So we're in a series called Renewal. We're fasting negativity, feasting on positivity. And I, I, I start these things and I never realize that these are all just for me. God doesn't have me uh, over the last 15 years. I don't teach much for y'all. <laughs> it's like what the Lord is taking me through and what the Lord is showing me, what the Lord is challenging me for. And then I share that as I'm in process of, of, of on, on my way to be there as the Lord is showing me. So in, we're always in process. And we're actually in process of this is what we think, though. We think that change is good enough. But change is like I'll change my set of clothes or I'll change location or I'll change my job or I'll change my spouse or I'll change my habits. But change is, is just an act of doing something. But a transformation is a dramatic, uh, thorough metamorphosis in form or appearance. That's really the process that we're in. So we're in a process of transformation. I don't want my, my life to be changed. I want my life to be transformed. The promise in Scripture is transformation, not simply change, okay? It, 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 it's it's, a, it's, a, it's a, um, a radical renewal. That's why it says I'm a new creation. I'm no longer my old creation. I'm a new creation. I'm actually something completely different, and now I'm living into that. I'm not living from the old man. I'm living from the new man. And that's where the struggle comes in when we spend so much time focused Focus on the change of the old man instead of celebrating living into the new man. All right, so I've got a couple more declarations. If we can go to the next, uh, not that slide, not the next one. The one after that, I've got, I think I've got two up there. Let's go ahead and say this together. I'm going I'm to go one, two, three. God, my Father, has delivered me from the power of darkness and transferred me into the kingdom of his son of his beloved son. I wrote that wrong. Let's go to the next one. On the cross, and I am healed by his stripes. Now, these things of being delivered from the power of darkness or these things of uh, him, God bearing, uh, uh, Jesus bearing our sins and our, and our illness, and I'm healed by something. These, these are the things we talked about last week that are the truth that we talk about. The truth isn't that you should be on a different diet. The truth isn't that the truth that sets you free isn't that you should be on a different diet or see this cardiologist or, or apply Dave Ramsey principles or provide Danny Silk relationship principles. Th- those are all good principles but we are foundationally broken free at a different level that allows us then to walk in the proper principles and the proper values of the kingdom, okay? So the truth that sets you free, even when I am sick, I have a belief of a factual-based thing that I'm healed by his stripes. Even, even when I feel like I'm in the grip of darkness and headed down the wrong path, I, I start believing and remembering and have a strong, it's a, it's a fact, that I'm set free. It's a fact that I'm set free. I'm not trying to be set free. Even if I even if I'm captured by addiction right now, I am not I am not captured by addiction. There's a greater truth. It's it's a fact that I'm 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 addicted, but the truth is is I'm set free. It's almost a picture of where we have this huge iron bars. I don't know why you need iron bars in a bird cage, but in Jurassic Park they needed iron bars in their bird cage, right? So I'm in here and through salvation, I say yes to something God's done for me. The door is broken open. All my shackles fall off. Yet, most of us stay in the cage. 
We might get out and pick some stuff out. In fact, we're so comfortable in our old clothes, we're so comfortable in our shackles that we constantly put them back on. And the process of transformation, of renewing our mind, is moving in towards, constantly towards the truth of who he says I am. And so it's not like I'm trying to be something I'm not. I'm just trying to live the life and be the person that I actually am. But if I listen to my experiences, I'm a loser. If I listen to my experiences, I'm three times divorced or I'm this or I'm that. If I listen to my experiences or if I listen to the voices in my own head, I'm this. But if I listen, that could be factual. That could have happened. That could have been my life and my marriages and my... But there's a greater truth. There's a deeper truth, a higher truth, a stronger truth, a more eternal truth that says, I am amazing at relationships. I am awesome as a dad, as a husband, as a friend, I am completely anointed to do anything. And activity fast is aiming towards those things. And I'm going to be in John eight thirty one to 38. That's our core scripture for this, this series. So I'm going to go to John... I'm going to focus on one verse or one phrase in there that kept sticking out at me. And I had no idea how how difficult it is to actually change any one single way you think. Because we have this cycle that keeps going on and on and on. See, I'm going to read John 8, 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Last week we focused on on the truth. Uh, They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, "Very, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Now, I, w- I want to talk about this for just, just one minute. This may be a, a little rabbit trail. I, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. If you're slaves to sin and we're not slaves to God, well, it would be awesome to be slave to God instead of to sin. But he says we're not slaves, we're sons. And we're friends. And we're, we're, we're the beloved. So there's, there's a whole different level of things. But if you continue here, now a slave has no permanent place in the family, which would be us. We wouldn't have a permanent place in the family. But a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, which he has, you will be free indeed. So indeed we are free. It's not, we're not trying to fight to be free. Jesus already fought for our freedom. We're free. We just live out that freedom. We live from that freedom. So the truth is I am free I am, in his eyes, done nothing wrong. There's nothing that God or Jesus or anybody would ever hold against me. I mean, all of y'all would hold stuff against me, I'm sure. But he won't hold it. He doesn't hold it against me because I've been set free. I've been made perfect, and I've even been made his righteousness. So I live out of that, and that is a fantastic place to live from. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. I'm telling you what I've seen in the Father's presence, and you're doing what you've heard from your father. I'm not going to get into how bold all that stuff is. Um, Yet you are looking for a way to kill me because you have no room for my word. I want to stay there in that no room for, for God's word. No room for God's word. You know, we can read God's word all the time when we sit in church and still have no room for that uh, 
You have no access point for God's word. It comes from it comes from a Greek word that says you don't have entrance point and it's about territory. So if you have like you have no room for God's word in here is that you don't have any point to get in here. And even if there's a little opening point, this room is so full of something that there's no room to get in here. It's a territorial thing. It's 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 like Valentine's Day. Krish and I went out on Wednesday night. Which, when you're married almost 33 years, you never go out on Val- you rarely go out on Valentine's Day night, unless you're more romantic than me and Crescia. We're like, whatever. It's gone on Friday before Valentine's Day or the Thursday after Valentine's Day. So I got reservations at Pele Pele, and um, we went down there, and you know we had uh, we had an appetizer. I had a, a martini. We had each had our own separate meals, and then we had a dessert. I mean, we're like. We're full up. Now, somebody could have offered us something amazing to eat after that, hours after that. And we would have said, no, thank you. Why? Because we would have been too full for any more food. And that's how we are. That, that's the imagery with God's word. We're too full. We're like, no, thank you. Know the truth and the truth will set you free. We're like, no, no, thank you. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm so, I am so full of the world. I do not need any of God's word. Or I'm so good as somebody, full of somebody's preaching. I don't need God's word. I'm preaching like a donkey. <laughs> I'm saying what I can say and what I know. In fact, I'm not, I'm not preaching as clear as the donkey in the Old Testament preached because he spoke only the word of God. I add to it. I'm, I'm stumbling forward. I'm, I'm, I'm declaring certain things. I'm talking about certain things. But it's really the words you hear from the Lord that's the most valuable thing. Uh, so, and this idea of being too full, we've got to be really careful. Now, none of us would seek to kill Jesus. They're literally seeking to kill Jesus. There's a lot of ways to kill something. Wednesday night, I killed my appetite by filling up on stuff, right? And, and you know, you can kill a relationship really fast by silence. You can kill a, kill a relationship by silence and by distance and being disconnected quicker than you can by yelling and screaming at them and fighting with them. In fact, when there's a lack of yelling, screaming, and fighting, then communication is gone and you're becoming disconnected. There's lots of ways for us to make no room for Jesus in our heart and no room for the Word of God in our heart. Now, the Word of God, of course, is just not just the Word that's written. It's the Word that's spoken, and it is Jesus as the Word. There's a fullness there that we don't want to think it's just one Word. We don't just, we don't just declare... The scripture, we declare the word that God has given us about who we are, what we're going to do, who we're, what we're going to have. And we can all declare over our families that our families are going to be prosperous, whether we see it or not. Because we believe his word more than what we're seeing right now. And last week we talked about that's the, that's the, that's the boldness. When it says be bold and courageous, we usually think it means to yell at people about their morals. Well, I'm going to, I am going to stand up and I'm, I'm going to tell people I'm pro-Trump. That's being bold and courageous. Or I'm going to stand up and tell people I'm against such and such. Or I'm going to stand up and tell people they're going to hell. And I'm going to be bold and courageous. But bold and courageous is, is I'm going to believe right here. And then that something's going to happen out of there. It's bold and courageous for me to believe who I am and who he has me be and how he has me show up in the world. So in John... 37, because you have no room for his word. We kill the voice of God. We kill the voice of God. We kill his word. We have no access for his word when we fill up with television. So why in the world or how in the world could you fit 
God's word in edgewise. I like that word in edgewise because it's like it's like you can't get it in here, so you're going to try to squeeze it in here edgewise. Just get I could barely file it. Okay, I'm building some shelves at the house in the closet, and I've you know I keep having to cut off you know an eighth of an inch, an eighth of an inch, an eighth of an inch, an eighth, so I can squeeze it in there, squeeze it in in edgewise and get it just right. And and so we if we if we're so always oh, use the Kardashians. Someone's got to make an app that it stays off my Apple channel and all the news. I never need to know anything about them. Just that I know their name, it makes me sad. All right? Just that I know some of these names of these people out there. But, but just, when we're so full on those things, when we're so full on everything religiously that's going on, that's bad. We, can't, we, don't have, we don't have room for the Word of God. When we're so full on what everybody else in the world should be doing socially... Or everybody else in the world should be doing morally. Or we're just watching the news all the time. It's coming in, coming in, coming in, coming in. We have no place for the room of God, for, for the word of God. No place. And then we say, oh, I just, I miss his presence. And, uh, but it's, we have no room for him. It's not that he doesn't have any room for us. He has plenty of room. Plenty of room. Plenty of room. He has plenty of, his attention is always on us. And we can switch our language so we're not always saying, well, God's this and God's that. We should be saying, I'm, I'm too full. I, I'm, by my actions, I'm saying, no, God. If we don't set a time to pray or to read our Bible, we're saying, no, thank you. And I know there's patterns and we don't want to get stuck in doing things religious. I don't even know religiously. Yeah, religiously would be a word. We don't want to be doing things with a religious attitude ever. But there's patterns we set in place in our own marriage, like Valentine's Day or like going home each night to our spouse or like getting our kid food and taking him to school and maintain and even grow hungrier for the word of God in our life. If we want to see more in people's lives, why not see more in our life first so we can be a conduit of those things? So it just, just in the middle here is a reminder about declaration. It's, it's true of now, you can be part of the negativity, positivity fast without being on Facebook. You can ask me. I can give you that link. It's like five days going. Um, I'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But uh, when we're talking about declaring God's truth, now, the Word of Faith movement said, you have to declare this, I want a Mercedes, and ne- or I'm, I'm not sick, and never say you are sick. That's not, that's not what we're talking about. You can recognize that you're sick. You can recognize that you're addicted. You can recognize that you're lazy. You can recognize that you're lustful. You can recognize that you're a gossip. You can recognize that you don't like to read your Bible. But then you're declaring a higher truth. You're declaring a higher truth. That's, what, that's really what you're doing. You're not denying the negative things happening in your life. You're just choosing to focus on something that is more truthful, more real than your current experience. You do that. We do that all the time with salvation, right? I'm going to heaven. As a Christian, that would be our one thing we can all agree on. Liberal, conservative, charismatic, Bible, we're going to heaven. That's declaring something. So why not declare, I am somebody. I have a call on my life. I'm an amazing blank, even when you're not. Because you're not in heaven yet. You're not tasted and seen except a little bit here. Why not say the Holy Spirit walks with me wherever I go? Jesus is my best friend. He's talking to me all the time. Instead of, God never talks to me. I don't know where I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what my calling in life. I don't have any gifts. Why, why concentrate on what is maybe right now a fact, but is it not true of you? There's this, uh, the, the guy who does the negativity fast, the positivity feast says, 
says, uh, what does he say? Faith indeed comes by hearing, and he says that in Romans ten seventeen. Therefore, we choose to speak these powerful truths to build our own faith. This is what we don't do. We don't declare the word of God to the devil. You know why? The devil believes the word of God. We don't declare the word of God to God. That doesn't mean we don't say something like Jesus did in response to the devil, to, to, to Satan. It doesn't mean we don't speak the word of God to, to God even to help because we see that in the Old Testament. But generally, we're declaring the statements of, I am anointed. I have 100% potential to be with the mind of Christ about us. So we're lining up our mind. And I'll tell you what. The Bible doesn't tell us what to do with our emotions very often because once we line our minds up with Christ, our emotions follow. Our emotions follow. So if we concentrate all on anger and all on this and all on fear, where we're concentrating on wrong things, we're building things around fear and around anger and even around addiction instead of a higher truth that we line that up and then all of these things come under. It's like a tractor beam. All these things come under and our bodies are blessed and our relationships are blessed and our finances are blessed more than we could ever imagine. And we're not juggling trying not to be sick and trying not to be afraid and trying to be a good Christian or trying not to be a bad Christian, we line up, we line up in his favor and we do that a lot with our words. I heard a statement the other day that goes along with this. I thought it was really interesting. He's like, uh, I can't remember who it was. He said, he said, um, we are the only ones who don't know how awesome we are. The angels know it. The demons know it. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit know it. We don't know it. So we're declaring, we're speaking a truth that's greater than our experience. But we use our experience a lot to prove. And I, and I, I, did, I did it this week. It's so, it's not funny. So, because they're just not a lot available. I don't, I don't have a lot of like fear. I don't have a lot of thoughts that wind up here. And as the Lord, it's been maybe since I was 40, but a lot the last four or five years since I hit 50. Um, so the, what the Lord showed me is, so if this, if this is my, I've never, I've never been depressed in my life. I don't get like, I mean, I don't get like super sad. I mean, if it's, it's, it, and I don't, I don't get like, Oh my God, I don't get like all exuberant about everything. So I have a, I would always say I have a limited range of emotions. And I always thought that was like nice and healthy and awesome. And the Lord's like, I want your, I made you, I made you with emotions. And I was completely on my own intellectually. I made your emotions to engage with me. And he started showing me something. And so I began to expand. I thought God would just expand me up here so I'd be more passionate and more. But you know what he does when he expands your emotions? He goes both ways. So you can feel more deeply. So you can actually be, you can actually feel that fear you've been stuffing for years. You can actually feel the sadness you've been stuffing for years. You can actually feel the, a little bit of the depression that you've been, you know, that I don't know what exactly the right word for it, but it was an interesting thing. It was all also awful at the same time. <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. Luckily I have friends around me and people around me to, to help me with those things. And I actually went to a men's retreat and I, I ran to my one friend. It's like, I need help in my emotions. And so this, this is the deal. So care of myself but as the lord begins to identify you and says there's there's more and you begin to hope for more then you need to ask for more but what happened is i would was only able to live my life based on my experiences my experiences kept running through my head 
you're you're um, you're not a relational person. You're not you're not a kind person. I would have all of that run through my head all the time. It would cycle through my head, and it never felt like a negative. It always just felt like the truth of that's what it is. That's what this is just your lot in life. This is just your lot in life. And what happened this last week is uh, what's been happening for probably months is the Lord's been highlighting my secular thoughts that oppose his thoughts that I've always thought are just right thoughts because they're factual. They're based on my experiences. They're based on what I've called myself, what I've said about myself. They're not all like hugely negative thoughts. They're just not true of me. And I always thought they were true of me. And And so the Lord is highlighting and he is actually interrupting me. And I'm like, whoa, I'm like, why am I thinking that again? And he's told me, don't think these thoughts. Don't do this right here. And they're not, they're not like, I'm not thinking of going and, and getting drunk or go committing an adultery or go. And it, it's just thoughts that are like, that run through my head that I think keep, I, and I don't know quite how to describe it, maybe keep my head focused down. You know, where I'm just going to do my job, something bigger than I can imagine. So making room. For the word of God or for God's word or for Jesus as companion means you must, you have to jettison some of the things you think. You have to. You have to. And the truth is we don't want to. That's hard. It's hard not to judge. I know we, I know we say, well, I don't want to judge, but then we go on and judge. But when we when we have when we're consuming so much of the media that we have no control over, we act in like we don't have control. So we judge. We judge this president, or we judge that president, and we feel superior as we judge. And it's all still judgment that's filling us up in thoughts we do not need to have. There are so many. Everything needs to have a conspiracy instead of. The big, big divine conspiracy that God's making things all new. God's moving towards something spectacular in the world. And there's an enemy on the prowl that seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. But we say, well, it's this. It's the, it's the, um, I've got a couple flat earthers on my Facebook, which I did. And also like the moon landing is not like actually happened. And they show pictures and all this all come and about 9-11 and so i find that fascinating when christians figure this out instead of what about me god what do you want me to do there's terror there's terrorists in the world what do you want me to do our president's all our president this one or the past one or the next one is awful what do you want me to do right now and god's not telling you to be afraid god's not telling you to be mad god's not telling you to call anybody an idiot or declare that they're evil god's not calling us either something for us today why 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 we get so full it's so full of everybody else's words. We don't have any words for ourselves. And uh, there's, there's a lot of words, and we need to make room for that. And we make room. I've been making room for the last couple of years, uh, a long time, I guess, is by being, by being quiet. My, my go-to rut spiritually is to study the Bible. Some people need to study the Bible. I don't need to study the Bible. I need to be quiet and let God talk to me about what I just read because I read all the time. I, want, I just, I always have. 
My second year of third grade when I learned how to read. <laughs> it took me a long time. I've been reading. I, 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 read, my, I read Vogue magazine. I read, I read Family Circle, Vogue magazine, Sunset Mag. I read every article in every magazine when I was like 12, 13, 14, 15. Because I just needed something to read. You had no internet. I would read, I would read Harlequin romances, westerns, spirit. It didn't matter what it was because was, we had no TV in my house. So we didn't even have the little, you know, the three channels. In the 70s. So I read everything. And so my go-to things I do. Now, there are some people that are good at silence, but they're silent and they're with themselves. Just in their head. And they're like, I just like to be by myself, which isn't true. We don't just like to be by ourselves. We all want to be with people. And we all need to have the Holy Spirit there with us. So for me, it's a, creating a pattern of being quiet. A pattern of being, not a pattern of being quiet. A pattern of quieting myself and all the thoughts I have. To let him give me thoughts. Let him give me thoughts about myself, my situation, my life, and what he wants me to um, move towards. And so that's how, I, that's how I make room. I also make room by, by reading the Bible. And I do it different ways. I'll listen to it. Some days I'll just put the Psalms on. I'll listen to 30 or 40 Psalms all day. Uh, if I'm cleaning house or something like that. Our old house, we had like uh, some speakers in it. So I could listen to the whole house. And I wouldn't listen to every bit of it, but I would catch it. I would try to train. And so that, that, that makes room for God's word because when you inundate yourself with so much, it begins to push stuff out. It begins to push stuff out. And there's some stuff we need to push out, but God's not pushy. So we have to, give, we have to open doors. We have to open doors. We, and, and, and a lot of it comes through asking him. It comes through humility. Asking for the gift of repentance. Well, God, where do I need to repent? A lot of our repentance as we get older... And um, becomes becomes mental. I need to repent for thinking these. Not a lot of lifestyle things I need to repent from. Okay, but there's a lot of things I need to change my mind on according to His mind. And and that that that's a gift when He shows me. And not to be ashamed about it. So uh, a lot of us are just starving ourselves of Jesus. We're just starving ourselves, and we're, we're spiritually emaciated. We're, we're weak and small. We, we know a lot. We have a big picture of things that we think we know a lot. We know who to judge. We know who's a good Christian, who's not a good Christian. We know who we don't think is even a Christian because they don't have the right politics or they're not doing the right thing. And there's something, there's something there that the Word of God doesn't make progress in us. The Word of God is meant to make progress in it. The Word of God is meant to destroy parts of us, to come in. And, 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 and it's almost like, you know, when we prayed that peace, Stevie spoke last year, and I've never forgot this, that he talks about peace is a violent force that comes in and, and actually disrupts chaos. The, the scripture, disru- this last week, I could feel it for about 72 hours. I didn't know what to do. I shared with the guys this morning. I said, so, so one thing I do is I'll just start. So if, when I realize that, you know, because it can be like 30 minutes, you realize I've been thinking about this one thing. You guys, is it only me? Am I the only crazy one here? It's like cycles through this, and it might be about your boss, it might be about your spouse, it might be about your kid's future, it might be about something in the past, it might be think about it, and there, there's no God involved in it, even though you've prayed about it, but you're not connecting with God on it. And I'll, I'll just have, I'll be like, I'll be like, I'll be like, oh, and I'll grab my steering wheel. I'll be like, oh, I can't believe it took. I'm doing that again, and and I will, I will do one of three things. Of course, I'll look for a I'll look for a worship song that's just as like super loud because what it does it presses. It's a de- worship and music is a declaration of a celebration of even though I just uh, have some crazy thoughts, I'm just gonna I'm going to declare something bigger than me, 
And um, I might go to a go-to scripture that day, a scripture of the day. I might speak in tongues. And sometimes this is what this is going to be super weird. I sometimes just start going, yeah. All right. Thank you, God, for interrupting me. You are right here with me. And when you clap right in front of your face, do it. Clap right in front of your face, nice and loud. You can't help but like, oh, woo. Yeah. something, Something begins to change because my mind is a muscle. My brain is a muscle that can be retrained and retract. And I can distract myself by certain things. And I'm telling you, the word of God is powerful. It's transformative and it's changing, changing our life. And we can invite it in and we can help accelerate it in our life. In Matthew 4, 4, Jesus answered them and said, It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So we don't live by focus on bread. We will have no room for the word of God. If you focus on getting a friend, if you focus on, if you focus on gaining things your own self, it says, seek ye first the kingdom, and all these things will be added to you. Bread will be added to you if you seek first the kingdom. You know, we just sang here, pour the breath from our lungs so he can fill us anew. And it's an, Im- it's an imagery of, yes, so we pour, we, we get out, we get out ourselves. That's why psalms and complaining before the Lord is so important. That's why, that's why griping to God and not to your neighbor or not in your head to yourself is so important. Don't gripe to your neighbor. Don't gripe on Facebook. Don't gripe to yourself. Don't run that con- Gripe to God and he'll give you back the truth. He will. As you, as you release what's in your lungs, he will give you something else. It says here, his, 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 um, another song we sang this morning, which Stevie didn't know, this things of earth grow strangely dim when we what? When we see his face. His face is always representative of his being here, of his presence. And he's not like, it's not like God, I want to say this right, but it's not like, it's not like God's in complete control of when you see him or when you experience him. He's always here. He's never left us or will forsake us. He leaves the Holy Spirit with us or something always here with us. It's a lot upon us how we experience him. He's not disconnecting himself from us. And uh, I, I want us to remember full of somebody's words. You're full of condemning words from past past parents, siblings, past leadership, past bosses. Maybe just your own your own self-esteem that you struggle with. But the word of God comes in and destroys that, removes it, and pushes it out. All right? Go ahead and stand up. And we're gonna, I'm gonna uh, we're gonna make some declarations, but first I want to ask you a question. What are you holding on to that is taking the space that God's word is wanting to occupy? What belief, what thought, what activity are you holding on to that is taking up the space that God's word is wanting to occupy? If you can figure that out, then then you will be more full of his word. And you'll know it and people around you will know it. All right, I've got another declaration up here. Can we go to, it's the... uh, Colossians 1, 12 through 14. We're going to do three of them. Let's do this together. One, two, three. Through Jesus, I am 100% loved and worthy to receive all of God's blessings. The next one. One, two, three. I am kind and tenderhearted to others. I forgive them as God in Christ has forgiven me. Lord, pleasing him in all respects. 
I bear fruit in every good work, and I am increasing in the knowledge of God. So, Father God, we just thank you for your blessings and your peace. God, we thank you for a super abundance of your word that is available to us. That you, that you have it written for us, and you nev- never stop speaking to us, Father God. And we say your part is to speak, and your part is to fill us. And we say our part is to, is to, is to empty ourselves. And we know that even that part... We cannot do on our own. So, Father God, we ask you this morning to empty us. Empty us of our own thoughts, of our own patterns of thinking. Empty us of our, of our acceptable addictions of television and our phones and media. And t- accepted addictions that keep us from being able to handle your word or to take any of your word in, Father God. Just thank you for that. And with, with, we just speak again peace. Over, the, over our families, over our children, over our children's children's, over our marriages, over our homes, over our jobs, everything from, our, from the very spiritual gifts that we have that we're going to see more and more to the very, uh, very fundamental housing and cars that we drive, Father God. We just speak your blessing and we thank you. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless.